Hey, welcome back to the Unlikeliest Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is where unlikely people become world-class leaders. Today, I want to go back into Exodus. I know we've been there for a while, but I want to go back to Exodus because I think there's some important things left to be unpacked. And I want to go right to Exodus chapter four. And I think it's important for us to just kind of chill there for a little bit. And as you know, we've been in chapter four for a little bit, but look at this passage. I thought it was really interesting. It says, then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? I'm in Exodus chapter four, verses 10, and we'll go and show how far we get. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been, and I'm not now, even though you've spoken to me. I, I get tongue-tied and my words are tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or they don't speak, hear or don't hear, see or don't see? It's, is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak. I'll instruct you on what to say. But Moses pleaded, so verse 13, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became very angry, he said, all right. What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way to meet you now. He'll be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I'll be with both of you as you speak. I'll instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. Now, I think it's interesting because... As you're looking at this again, we're still at the burning bush conversation between Moses and the Lord. And essentially, we're at this point where God's trying to tell Moses, listen, I need you to be a leader. I need you to go and bring my people out into the wilderness to worship. I need you to take them out of Egypt into the wilderness so they can have greater relationship with me. I don't want them to be enslaved anymore, but I need someone to do it. And maybe you've been at that point where God is giving you a prompt, or maybe it's something just inside of you that's saying, listen, you need to do something about whatever, whatever it is that God's kind of putting on your heart or giving you a burden for, or just a desire to do something more with your life. And what I think is fascinating is how (laughs) Moses is, is, is essentially thinking about, okay, well, if I go to these people, let's say, for example, I go to these people in Israel, in, in Egypt, these Israelites in Egypt, they're not even going to listen to me. They're, I, I, can't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even speak. Moses says, I, I don't even know. I don't know. what to, I can't, I can't speak to these people. They're not going to listen. I, I can't speak to them. I don't have the ability. I, didn't, I can't articulate the way I want to. And I find it fascinating that Moses is arguing with the creator of the universe about being afraid to talk to his creation, meaning he's more afraid to talk in front of the created, the people who he created, than he is to argue with the one who made them, which I think is so fascinating because oftentimes when we are arguing with God, the God who made the people that he'll send us to is also the God who made us for those people and we sometimes take some take so much time to argue with God and say, God, it's not me. I don't have the ability. I'm not equipped. I'm not able. But God is saying, listen, I'm the one who made you with that mouth. I'm the one who made you with that weakness. I'm the one who made you with the inability that, or at least the perceived inability to do what you think you can't do. But I can do it through you. And so God begins to, to try to convince Moses. And Moses said, listen, 
send anybody, send anybody else except me. <laughs> Just all these people all around, people in, 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 in Egypt, all these Israelites, send anybody else except me. And, and God gets angry. And in God's anger, I, I'm finding it so fascinating that, that they're calling it, he says, in his anger, he gives help. That even an angry God, and I know sometimes we envision God as this angry God, this, this God who doesn't care and, you know, maybe he's not intervening anymore because he's angry with us. And sometimes, I don't know, maybe you've been there um, like me where you wonder, God, are you so angry with me that you stopped helping me? And in this passage, you realize that God actually says, listen, in his anger, the Lord said, okay, well, you don't want to do it. You think you're not equipped. You're not able. You're not ready. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to skip over you. I'm so angry, but I'm still going to help you. And maybe someone who's listening needs to know that even if you perceive God to be angry with you, maybe you did something that you think, you know what? Honestly, I can't come back from this one. I've been there. You <laughs> I can't. Uh, this was the one where I think, yeah, I think I'm 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 probably going to be written off for this one. Like even if I keep going to church or even if I keep, you know, maybe praying or even if I keep doing that, I think God's just about done with me. But look at how God deals with Moses. This angry God who's upset with Moses says to Moses, I'm going to help you anyway. And that I think is just the epitome of the God that we serve. That even though he's angry about the stuff that we did, or maybe just the, the disposition that we have, or the way that we perceive ourselves, or maybe even though that those things make him angry, and again, that's that's uh, that's really just trying to personify God. He was angry, and it says literally says he he's angry, and even though he's angry, he's still the God who's willing to help. And so Moses Moses begins to understand this God a little bit more, and God starts recommending. He says, you know what? What about Aaron, your brother, the Levite? He's really good at speaking. He's actually really effective with speech. And he said, listen, look. And this is why I find this so interesting. If you look at this passage really carefully, it says, listen. Uh, he says to, to Moses in verse 14, he says, all right. What about your brother, Aaron? Aaron, I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. Which I find so encouraging because as Moses is arguing with God and telling God, I cannot, I cannot, I'm not able, I'm not equipped, I'm not enough. And God is trying to convince him, yes, you are. Yes, you can do it. And even though you think you are not equipped to do it, God is telling him, listen, okay, fine. You won't do it on your own. You're not there yet. I'll go at your pace. I'll send Aaron with, I'll send Aaron with you. You just, I'll give you the words, Moses. And Moses, you just have to give Aaron the words to speak. Since you can't talk to these people directly, since you're afraid about your, you know, your slow speech and so forth, I'll give you help. And in this passage, it's interesting because Aaron is a type of the Holy Spirit who is someone who is sent, who is again, this, this God who's willing to come within us to give us help. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the helper. And this idea of the helper is he is paraclete that comes alongside us to help us with our weaknesses, to help us with the parts of us that we struggle with, to help us with the things that we wrestle with. And it is this help that God sends. And I find it even more encouraging because Aaron is actually, as, as God is talking to Aaron about getting help, Aaron is already on the way 
to provide help. Meaning, Aaron starts coming, the help starts coming to Moses even before Moses asks for help. And it's encouraging to me because it tells me that even if I'm coming to what I perceive to be an angry God, he has the answer, the solution to my problem before I even come to him with the problem. That's why he tells us to pray. He tells us to pray so he can reveal to us the solution. He tells us to pray because he wants us to draw nigh to him, to come close to him, to build relationship with him. And so he tells, he tells Moses, all right, since you think you're insufficient, think, since you don't think that you're enough, I already have help on the way. And so if you're taking anything away from this today, I want you to think about just this idea that, that God says, look, Aaron, or in this case, Aaron is a type of help. So basically, when he tells Moses to look, he says, look, help is coming. Look, help is coming before you even know it. Help is coming in ways that you don't even see. Help is coming in, in people and in systems and in, in, in things that will happen, doors that will open. Help is coming before you even asked. And I know I'm a, he, even in his anger, God is willing to send help. And I don't know what kind of situation you might be in. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you might be doing. But I just want you to know that even in your weaknesses, even in the things that you think as a leader, you know what? I can't do that. I can never do that. I can never see myself being that or doing that or in it, it, taking that position, going for that job, going to that school, doing that role. Are you, really? Me? No, I, I can't. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And God is saying, all right, fine. Listen, if that's what's going to stop you, if you think you're going to be doing it by yourself, let me, let me, if you, if you don't think that my, the help that comes from my spirit is enough, I'll send you help that you can see. If you don't think that the help that you cannot see, meaning God, if you don't think the help that you can't see is enough, I'm going to give you help that you can see so that you will know that at the end of the day, I'm with you. And so it might be a friend, it might be a colleague, it might be a coworker, it might be a family member. I don't know where the help is going to come from, but I need you to know as you're listening to this, this unlikely leader podcast, that just because you don't perceive yourself as a leader, just because you don't think that you can or that you have what it takes, just remember that with God, as he says, all things are possible, even things in this case, like you being a leader. Hopefully that helps. I'll see you next time. Just remember, look, Aaron's coming. Look, help is on the way. Thank you. I'll see you later.